When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday and we got Supernova sessions. We got new tag team champions and we almost spilt the tea. It's time for the Wrestling Inc. NXT after show and we're going to make you fall in love with us. So before we get started, let me introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by the solo man himself, Glenn, <laughs> along with NYC Demon Diva Isa. Isa, thanks for bringing all your friends into the chat. Anytime, anytime. I, I like, I even do it on Mondays when I'm not here, just for you. Jeff. Oh, I saw that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I get all the credit as for people coming in, but you do all the hard work. It's my favorite kind of group project. Uh, Glenn, you're not on your own this time. I want to oh give a shout God. out to the Iron Man holding it down all on his own last week. Now you get to have someone else do some talking. It's nice. Yes, we're celebrating tonight because I, I have my co-host back. <laughs> Kicking it off. Jack Farmer's going to drive, and uh, we're going to hang out and talk some NXT. It's going to be fun. Are you really a DJ if you don't have an air horn? You got to have the air horn, the reggaeton, as that's, it were. That's the only, that's all hey, it takes. Hey, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that is all it takes to be a, a DJ, by the way, is the air horn. It's official. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us here, whether you are a lurker, if you're one of the people who watch the show and don't say anything, or if you are in the chat, we appreciate you. Whether you're Kier or Alicia or Ricky or Jared or MDB999 or Cool Gamer and uh, Papita Jr., good to see you. Killer a Demon 669, Casey J. Beer Money, of course. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm going to make a confession to you guys. Oh. Usually, we start with news. Usually, we have a little bit of uh, something we like to talk about here to begin things. And I did not do my homework. And I'm I'm basically filling time right now. I pull up Wrestling Inc. to see. Ask CM Punk, so I'm sure, is doing something. It is CM Punk. He's yeah, on the very of course. Top. Uh, he's on the top there. Apparently, he is. Uh, he posted something on Instagram. So we have to stop everything and talk about him. Uh, we don't have to, but that's just how the format goes. We talk about news first, and I didn't do my homework, so we're going to talk about CM Punk. Uh, apparently, he went to Instagram and he shared uh, a workout plan he was doing, and it it, uh, it had both the War Games theme and uh, saying that he burned six 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 calories, alluding to the devil. Uh, in AEW, maybe, oh, yes, maybe he's Satan. coming back. Glenn, <laughs> clearly, clearly, everyone should start holding their breath, right? 
I mean, how slow is the world of professional wrestling now that TKO, uh, WWE and UFC have merged? Vince McMahon is gone like a week without causing controversy. Roman Reigns is off on a beach somewhere. How slow is the world of wrestling that everything CM Punk does is still a top headline? It's, you know, I feel like it's not even, I'm not even mad at him. I'm mad at <laughs> us. I'm mad at us for always reporting every little thing that the guy does. I mean, it's it's like, thank you. Did you thank know you. that CM Punk was seen drinking Pepsi? Like, okay, what's what? Like, I mean, people will say, Issa, people will say things and they'll be like, I'm the best in the world. And they're like, well, that must mean CM oh, Punk. Oh, God, he called I mean, out CM Punk. Yeah, like, it's so aggravating. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Issa, that said, where is CM Punk landing? Is, is, is he the devil mask? I don't know. I mean, he certainly knows how to troll. <laughs> That's what I felt about that post tonight. I was like, why are you, or today? I was like, why are you doing this? I don't know, because he teased something with both companies here. Maybe he's yeah. very good at marketing and selling himself, but I'm over it. If he shows up, he shows up. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Just let it happen. Like, chill. Yeah, I've been in that. I don't even follow him. Do you follow him? I don't follow him. No, I don't follow him. Um, but Glenn, do you follow him? Maybe, but why would you have to follow him when everything he tweets or posts is is a headline? On That's what I'm saying. I am. Yeah, I'm like, why would I follow you if I'm gonna find out what you posted anyway? So. Yeah, I don't really follow a lot of wrestling stuff on Instagram, and he never posts mm. on Twitter, so it's. I, it, what do you follow like, on Instagram, Jack? Hold on, I'll say back up. Is it all like like uh, cat accounts and thirst traps? Like what? What you know? Have you been stalking me? <laughs> exactly, my. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> some some more of one than the other, if you know what I mean. No, but uh, <laughs> it's Instagram is more just like people I know that I follow. Yeah, or no, like, I feel you. Uh, so it's it's not like some secretive thing. It's just I. No, no, Instagram's weird though, right? Because on Twitter, I feel like wrestlers are very much public persona. But then on Instagram, that's always the story of like, oh, did you see so and so liked this post or is following this account? Like Instagram's where it just gets a little weirder social media wise. Yeah, if you're doing it for. It gets the same that. way on Twitter. People be creeping mm. through those likes. Yeah. yeah. Social media just gets creepy. I mean, come on. That's the <laughs> social media. Uh, before we move on, I want to give a, a quick comment to uh, Jared Ford asking about uh, championship wrestling. Um, from what I understand, there will be new episodes coming soon. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. And oh. so, um, I mean, I don't think it's a secret thing, but like, I just I don't want to say stuff that I'm not supposed to say. But from what I understand, they should be coming soon. So thank you for the support and thank you for continuing to watch. Uh, but then we also have a super chat here say from jr smith saying can't wait for the next hour or so well, jr smith you don't need to wait any longer mama bird's gonna feed you we're gonna talk all about this show what? uh let's do what? <laughs> let's talk about it everybody um we start with the family taking on Chase U for the tag team titles. There seems to be a scandal at Chase U, and even the student section isn't feeling it anymore. In fact, some start walking out in the middle of the match. It's a hard-fought match, but we have new tag team champions after the family hit the butt of bing Later in the night, JC Jane helps Andre Chase escape. 
Uh, Issa, I hear you clapping. I know you're excited. Uh, Your guys, they are the, the again, new tag team champions. How you feel about the family not be the criminals in the ring this time? First of all, there is life after being a criminal. Okay. Look at Dom. He is flourishing right now after his arrest. And obviously, so is Tony D. I don't think they should have ever lost those titles. Glenn wouldn't agree because he sold out. But I have been a big fan of Tony D'Angelo and the D'Angelo since day one. So I was 1,000% rooting for Tony D here. As you shared, Glenn was solo last week. I didn't watch the show. So I was a little bit um, lost with the mm. Chase News storyline. And I wish they would have just explained it a little bit better because I didn't understand what was going on. But something was going on. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's Tony time, and that's all I care about. Hopefully next week they eat some yummy pasta on NXT. No, look, well, I compared the original Tony D'Angelo promo with Last Legends producer in the trunk to the Austin 316 promo in terms of iconic moments in the world of professional wrestling. Not since P. Diddy and the really family. Not really since P. That. Diddy and the family has there been this great of a family in pop culture as Stax and Tony D. And the new, we don't know who the new uh, female member is. Well, that's what I want to ask you, Glenn. Yeah. What do you think the scandal is? She obviously delivered the paperwork. They haven't yeah. actually said what the scandal is. Is it that Chase U is finally being outed for not being accredited? Is <gasps> Maybe it, it's, it's a all diploma a mill. Scam? It's a yeah. diploma mill? What What do you think is happening here? Um, I think I think Chase uh, is probably in debt, probably to borrow money from the family. And... They money from rich parents. <laughs> Maybe he's got it. Maybe oh, maybe he's been uh, in Duke Hudson. Maybe Duke Hudson's got the poker room going still. Maybe, I was going to say yeah. he has. He's running an illegally gambling scheme inside <gasps> the college. What if he bets on his own matches? What if he bets on the chase? What if he bet against the hell? What if he's betting on the students that are going to pass or fail? Yeah. and they like, you know, sabotages their college careers. Yeah, there's a lot of ways this could go. This is and. Look, this is an exciting storyline. Like, uh, no lie, I really think I love what they did with Andre Chase trying to leave and the paparazzi and all this attention. Um, Chase, she was super over. They've been wait, wait, what, what if it's a drug scandal? Thea Hale used to be on something, and then JC Jane kind of rescue her from it. But what if there's evidence that Chase U was providing Thea Hale with these drugs she used to be on when she was all hyper and crazy? With with study aids to wait, help her focus. Wait, wait, wait. You're yeah. right. What if JC Jane is actually an undercover narc <gasps> infiltrating She's the snitch. Chase U? Say it, Jack. She's the snitch. Well, I don't want to out her like that. I'm just She's saying. She's just out her. She's the snitch. <laughs> I, oh, all I'm going to say, look, look. Okay, well, if she is, I would like to go on record as saying so far, everyone who's been a snitch in NXT has proven to be on the right side of history if we go back to uh, to stacks from before. So Beer Money's saying Tony, Tony D got info while he was in jail. His prison mate went to chase you. What if his prison mate was Bodhi? Former Chase U star student Bodhi. Now he makes the comeback as part of the film. Multiverse stuff, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, it could be huge. Look, Jack, I've been saying since day one, the ultimate Tony D'Angelo storyline will be somebody goes Donnie Brasco and infiltrates the family and then like turns on Tony D. 
So I like don't know about Chase Jane being a mole, but maybe. What were what were the odds? Like, like I said, that Chase U and the family were going to have a match, and Chase U would be the bigger criminals of the teams. I mean, come on, that's, you're, that's you're absolutely right about that. That's a great point. I, you wouldn't never guess that. And again, oh. how bad is the criminal underworld right now? If Tony D's thinking, you know what, a career in wrestling sounds like a lucrative option. <laughs> You know, uh, we talk about how JC Jane may be a snitch, but this is what I really think is going on. I don't know about you. She was there to help chase you. I feel like there's something going on between JC Jane and Andre Chase. Oh, yeah. Glenn. Are you are you sensing the tension between these two? I thought originally he was going to my fair lady her and get her on the straight and narrow. Why does it sound so dirty when you say it like that? It's... <laughs> such a classic play like it's it's elegant it's the yeah. theater yeah but it, sounds, it sounds dirty when you say yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna give her the old my fair lady if you know what i mean <laughs> like what's, what's that what is that stop right now the taming of the We're shrew if the you will that's right not now, that, that's not helping glenn okay i was trying to get a little you know classic with it give her the taming of the shrew <laughs> <You're a> little... <laughs> you just got a d-lo brown in your head when you say it and suddenly it's... <laughs> it makes it sound bye, much bye. um i thought i was gonna be the one that was gonna be making these references <laughs> yeah god old broadway plays really do you know yeah we're gonna do the <laughs> bye bye birdie a little south pacific <laughs> if you know what i mean all of them. Why did <laughs> but uh, uh, I, last thing on this uh, before we move on, <laughs> this is just me wanting to give credit, some serious credit to someone. I want to give some real credit to Stax because I yeah. feel like when he was first introduced, he was just a background guy. Oh yeah. Uh, but and he said, "I'd love your thoughts on this." Like Stax is really, really taken the best, made the best of his time. And really yeah. showed himself to be a big player in NXT. I thought he was a snitch for the longest time. That's how big I misjudged him. And he wasn't. He ended up making, putting together this plan for Tony D. I agree with you. I think he's improved. And I think now he feels part of Tony D'Angelo. When yeah. Tony D'Angelo first came on the scene, he was a solo guy. And these guys were just his... The guy's doing the dirty work for him, but now I don't see Tony without Stacks, and that mm -hmm. speaks wonders of Stacks. Yeah, he's not the Andrew Ridgely, the Oates, the Garfunkel. Like, he's holding his own. But, but he did not eat the pasta the last time they were eating the pasta. So I hope he does better at the pasta eating in the mm -hmm. next celebration have you seen the man's abs of course he didn't eat the pasta <laughs> that's that's how that works you gotta you need some freaking carbs to burn up jack uh, of course yeah. later later in the night oh i want to say kier kemp with the super chat saying chase you is a ponzi scheme <gasps> oh uh, my god i just well, watched welcome that to the american education system <laughs> no. i just watched that documentary of bernie uh made off on mm. netflix super interesting really good stuff so if Issa is offering you financial advice after this, be careful. <laughs> I'm not offering anybody's financial advice. I'm just going to take your money and I'm going to guarantee you a um, 10 to 12 percent. I was going to say, year. you know, you should compete uh, with Raj Geary getting into the practical money game. And you should have your own newsletter called More Practical Money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unrealistic money with Issa. Yeah. <laughs> 
later in the night, uh, I want to touch on this. The tag team division, they're all hanging out in the locker room and they, they all start arguing with each other. Uh, Glenn, I'm going to get, I just want yeah. your thoughts on this. The odds that the next tag team champions, not, maybe not right away, but just the next ones, what are the odds that they were in that room? So who all was in there? We had uh, Idris, Inofe, and Malik Blade. Yeah, Blade and Inofe. Uh, the Werewolf Brothers. Okay. Um, we had Hank and Tank. Uh, <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> no, I mean, it's going to be Out the Mud, though. Out the Mud, I think, is getting well, the, the I mean, fast they track. lost tonight, though, Glenn. Yeah, I know, but they, they're high on them. They're high on script. I think the only way they'll, they'll win the tag team titles is if they put them on some kind of like car on the streets money. Mm. Well, we'll see. Kind so, of match, you know what I mean? So you're saying none of the people in there, you think it'll be someone different, not I think, that group. I think Los Lobos Locos will get an opportunity Stop and lose. By. What? No, they'll get an opportunity and lose. Like they're well, yeah, gonna be fodder. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna get a shot, winning. but the D'Angelo and Sachs are gonna hold on. Awesome. What if the match takes place on a full moon? Oh, also that's a game changer. That's a game changer. They're they're werewolves. And why so is a freaking yeah. full moon? They might win the tag titles, Glenn. And why aren't they backing up the lone wolf Baron Corbin? <laughs> <Jack's face. laughs> well, I'm just I'm no, just thinking no, 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 if no. they if they turn to wolves, they better not be any silver on those titles. They might be in Ooh. trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. I mean, that'd be you, solid. That'd be solid. I mean, if you're going to talk about pro wrestling, you need to understand werewolf lore. That's just part of the, that's part of the gig. Agreed. But um, <laughs> to Glenn's point, uh, Baron Corbin's not a lone wolf anymore. He's not a pirate. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, he's he, bur burning the ships, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we did get a, a super chat from Brian Reyes who oh. says, Happy 99th birthday to Ricky Dozen, the, uh, oh. Legendary pro wrestler. Um, I didn't know it was didn't know it was his birthday. Oh yeah, wow, ninety nine. Feliz cumpleaños. Very cool. So we move on and we get a Supernova Sessions, the greatest talk show in all of pro wrestling. Supernova Session makes a trip to the USA instead of being from the moon. If you're a big time fan of Noam Dar, that makes sense. Uh, both groups disagree about the Heritage Cup before Otis gets disrespectful with Lash Legend. Eventually, Chad Gable challenges for the Heritage Cup next week. Glenn, uh, I am a huge fan of Supernova Sessions. I'm a huge fan of Noam Dar. He just cracks me up every time he's out there. I'm also a huge fan of Akira Tozawa. I didn't know who to root for. Uh, what are your thoughts on Supernova Sessions? Um, I think always fun. Always a good time. And uh, I think that this led into a really good match. A really surprising match. But it's interesting with Alpha Academy uh, and the metaphor sharing these segments because they're both so over the top. I think meta. Okay. So this is just, just my booking thought. I think you can have something like metaphor and it works best when it's with a really straight laced, uh, or, you know, or not comedic stable. Cause then there's, it plays off. But I think the problem is Chad Gable is so hamming it up right now. And Otis is so over the top Maxine Dupree, uh, that, yeah, I think, um, you know, it was a goofy segment, but Gable versus Noam Dar is going to be incredible. Yeah, Issa, these teams, what stands out with both of them, but this is NXT, so I want to focus on metaphor. 
the fact that Metaphor realistically hasn't been together that long in the grand scheme of things, but that team seems to just know how to work together as far as like Noam Dar will say something, Last Legend will chime in real quick, he'll continue, the other one will catch. Like they just seem to bounce off each other so well. This is one of those teams that like if I was a pro wrestler, I would want to be in Metaphor. I'd oh, want yeah. it to be Meta 5. Yeah, not me. <laughs> not me. I thought that Alpha Academy was um, got the best out of this segment. I maybe just dragged a little bit because I'm usually a lot higher on metaphor and I do like them. Or maybe it's just like um, Glenn mentioned, Otis was great here. Shaq Gable was just so incredible that maybe they stole a little bit of the thunder from metaphor. But my full takeaway here was all with Alpha Academy on this one. So I do mm. think that they, um, that they made, I thought Alpha Academy looked better out of the two teams here. And Tazawa. Tazawa. Mm -hmm. Shine. I'm not mentioning Tazawa. Will and Jack. Do Akira Tazawa, the greatest pro wrestler in all of wrestling universes, all of them combined. Doctor Strange, he's seen all the different futures, and all of them have Akira Tazawa as the greatest. The, he's been so fun to me, by the way. Like, I just, I, and I always like to talk about this with Akira Tazawa. So I just, he did something fun in a backstage segment a long time ago. And I was like, you know what? I am hitching my wagon to this guy. I want to see him do well. And it's been so fun watching him get more and more TV time. And I always say to people, it's fun to like the people who are at the top and fun to like the Braun Breakers and Carmelo Hayes. They're great. But it's also fun to kind of pick someone who's not there and watch them right. get opportunities and just enjoy yeah. these little things. Because even most people wouldn't say Akira Tozawa did anything incredible tonight but like i'm like my guy akira go cut that promo and it was so fun it's just fun to see you so. manifested everything going on with akira tosawa i fully blame you every <laughs> single time he was quite entertaining uh, tonight. he was entertaining last night like he's killing it right now you know what we should do is we should do a we should do across the entire wrestling inc podcast all hosts we should do a wink draft for building factions, we can go across AEW, NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. And then we'll keep track based on airtime and wins and losses, like whose fantasy faction wins. That I I think we should that you know that'd be interesting because if we're picking based off of airtime and wins and things, it might not necessarily up, the biggest one because mm -hmm. Roman Reigns wins all the time. Yeah, but he's only on, I knew he's you only were gonna on go every there. now Why and you again. Have to yeah. go there? That's what I'm saying. This is an interesting way to Hello, do I'm talking here. a Why fantasy draft. <laughs> so, so no, like, I like this idea. You would actually probably be better off going with someone like a, uh, well, I guess Cody Rhodes would be the guy because he's wrestling yeah. matches like every week. Why? He keeps losing. He lost last night. I mean, what are you going to do with Cody? No, we can lost with the rules. He lost. In championship. He, he ate that L. I mean, he, if we're talking time on screen, I mean, yeah. Cody Rhodes' entrance is going to get you five minutes every week. No, I think the way we do it. We don't we, count entrances, Jack. Okay, so I'm working this out. This is good. This is good. Okay, so time on screen counts. A win gets you a multiplier of like a 1.5. And every championship, if you're holding a championship, you get okay. 2x time on screen. All, I, have, all, I have five X's then. Only five. Um, I but I think there's a way we could do this. I think there's a way we could do this and make it interesting. Yeah. Well, pick, pick Cody Rose and then we just make it kind of win and losses and then you guys go nowhere <laughs> and I win. So speaking of wins and losses, 
<laughs> We're going to move on to Lash Legend versus Roxanne Perez, Iron Survivor Qualifier, picked by Lita. Uh, Perez is cooking until Jakara gets involved and then gets Metaphor ejected from ringside. Perez is cooking again when Jakara comes back, distracts the ref while Kiana James attacks Roxanne Perez and allows Lash Legend to get the win. Um, Issa, this is something that happened last night on Raw, and we talked about this. I'm not a big fan of this. I did not, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of them ejecting someone from ringside and them just saying, ah, forget it. I'm going to come back anyways. It kind of defeats the whole purpose, doesn't it? It makes no sense if he has something to do with the finish. I feel like if the referee sees that that person that was paying for ringside is there, we should restart the match or something. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I agree with you on that. Um, I was happy to see Lash Legend advance. Visually, she looked like she should win this match. But there was a couple of spots that weren't hitting for me. However, I do think she's improved, but we never really seen her what she can do in the ring. Her matches mm. were kind of forgettable up to this point, and I thought that Roxanne worked very hard. There was a couple of spots that were a miss, especially with the, I think it was the submission holes that she was trying to hit on Roxanne that were just not, I don't know if they were not locked the right way, but it, you could tell they were communicating the right way. But I feel like if you're tuning, like if you're flipping channels and you watch this match visually, Lash Legend should have just dominated like Roxanne in like five seconds, right? So I'm happy to see her advance. Very curious to see what she can do in the Iron Survivor match, right? Like I want to see what she brings to the table in that match, how, how often she'll be in the ring because, you know, that match does have timeouts where you go in the cage, blah, blah, blah. But overall, I did see a lot of improvement as far as in-ring action goes from her. She's an impressive-looking woman, built-wise. And I just want her wrestling to get really good because I just can't imagine. Like, there's no ceiling for her if we can match her looks to her in-ring skills. So I'm happy to see her advance here, and I can't wait to see what she can do. I'm a huge fan of Lash Legend. I think that I agree with you. I think that she has a very high ceiling once everything clicks. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but Glenn, I want to ask you about Roxanne Perez. And yeah. I'm going to copy a bit from a guy named Dave Damashek who covers uh, football. Or I know Dave Damashek. Yeah. Dave, he has, Dave's of Thunder. Yes. Yeah. He has a, a bit called, uh, or a, a thing he says, the curse of Sposta, meaning you're supposed to win. So certain, yes. like, like, yeah, when LeBron James is the MVP, yeah, he's supposed to be the MVP. Roxanne Perez is someone who I kind of feel has that, the curse of Sposta. She's mm -hmm. supposed to win these matches. So when she doesn't, it seems really bad, but when she does, you just kind of go, well, she was supposed to. Yeah. Um, I will say that right now, the NXT women's division feels the most uncertain that it that it's ever been. Um, and that's from top to bottom. With Lear Valkyria, what they just said was the Elite, that was uh, different. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to put on a great match. But it feels like we're in really uncharted territory because Roxanne in this post uh, uh, Mandy Rose era, I feel like they've been trying the women's championship on a lot of different competitors, seeing what's stuck and nothing's really stuck thus far. Mm -hmm. Except for Becky Lynch. But even that wasn't, you know, permanent. So um, it will be interesting to see Roxanne, you know, I was talking about this tonight uh, when we were watching the show with my wife. I was saying that, you know, Gigi Dolan, Gigi Dolan's had so many repackages and pushes and different angles, heel, babyface, tweener. 
Um, and sometimes same thing, especially you think, oh, she's going to win because they've been pushing her on. She's had some surprising losses tonight. She's getting wins um, with Roxanne. I just I feel like there is no master plan right now for the NXT Women's Division. There's a shit ton of talent like it's it's stacked. Um, there might be more women going to the main roster soon, which adds more uncertainty because if Roxanne and Gigi and some others are getting called up, they're not going to give them wins. So maybe that explains it, but I'm, you know, I would much, much like the Marvel universe right now. I would love to know what conversations are going on behind the scenes because both seem like they don't have a roadmap for the immediate future. Yeah, I think uh, I, I agree. I think with Roxanne and Issa, I want your thoughts on this too. I think with Roxanne, they know she's a star. Yes. We know she's a star. Everyone knows she's a star. Uh, but I don't. I think they don't want her to become the quote over pushed, over, you know, shoved down your throat person, and so they're trying <laughs> to give her all this stuff, like all these people that can beat her, be on her level, without making it feel like she's being forced. Issa, did, yeah. Issa, uh, uh, Dylan Matthews, can I get an anime gif of Issa's reaction there when she thought we were making an allusion to someone? Because um, that was great. Uh, great reaction gif. Uh, but yes. What did I do? I don't know. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we do get a little segment backstage where the entire women's division is in the locker room together and they start arguing. That leads to some matches later that we'll talk to talk about. But uh, Lyra Valkyria and Zia Lee, they have a little uh, tea ceremony uh, session. And it was weird. Fairly respectable conversation <laughs> until Thank the you. end Thank when Lyra doesn't drink the tea. Uh, Issa, you Ooh. do not look like you are. You don't look like you're impressed with this. Kill my boss, Jack. This segment killed my boss. Why? Did it not kill yours? I, I we dragged. It didn't make any sense. Like, Sally was doing all of these things, going after Becky, kind of like aggressive, like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you." And then she gets to Lyra, and she's just like, "Oh, welcome to my little tea party." Like that is not how I picture like a vicious fight is coming. And I do respect how to the culture it stayed, like it, it felt that way, but there was too much talking, not enough ass kicking. And I, Lyra took the belt off of Becky Lynch. So I'm not mm -hmm. trying to put pressure here, but the expectations are up here, right? Oh, like yeah. it, it doesn't get any higher than taking the belt off of Becky Lynch. So to see a tea party be the segment that I first see after she becomes champion, yeah, it's not it for me. Sorry, not sorry. This, it didn't, didn't, have this heat. didn't do it for me. It didn't have heat. The tea was hot, but the heat was cold. The, the, um, everything was cold. Yeah, it was a weird segment. Like, oh, she sent you this invite. Uh, Lira's backstage, like, with her, her coaches, with her trainers. Um, I'm sure this match is going to be great, but this was just a non-angle. Now, if this segment, and I'm fantasy booking an alternate reality from the multiverse here. If Tiffany Stratton had said, Lira, I'm going to take you out. We're going to go shopping. We're going to have a girl's day. Let the past be the past. And, like, tried to buddy up with her. But at the end, was just like, oh, yeah, I'm coming back for my title. We're having a match. That would have been a cool build. There would have been something like frenemies, then heat, then conflict. Does this Lira look like cold. she shops at the same stores? That's why it would have been an amusing segment. Okay. That's why it would have right. been amusing. Just, just making so, sure you or are spa aware day or something, some Tiffany Stratton Ooh, activity. Like, yeah, the, there's there's nothing they could do together. Maybe go to the gym. That's about it. Maybe wrestling. Could you wait? Like, could you imagine it be yet? Like we're gonna go to the gym. We literally shot this in the performance center. That <laughs> we put no effort into this whatsoever. 
<laughs> like, why don't we just go walk around nothing, the building? Those two girls have nothing in common. Yeah, in I book. know, but the, the tea time today. I mean, look, well, tea time. This was not an. The future is a hefty responsibility, and not one that we take lightly. But then, taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources, like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Exciting way to build a match. And I'm not against the concept. I just feel like Tiffany's my kind of girl, and I'm not going to try to spend some time with somebody that I just don't have anything in common with. In fact, I'm gonna, I just want to be very clear about this. You could do a segment of say, hey, I'm inviting you to high tea. I'm inviting you to a tea party. I'm inviting you to something involving that. And you could make that funny and interesting and clever. But this was just kind right. of dull. And it's not the it premise like, that was, was dull. It was the execution I, I that was I hated dull. it. I hated it. And this is her first title defense. It's. I, I think Lyra will be fine after this. I think Xylee will be fine after this. I, what, what bugged me about this segment, what disappointed me, is I, I don't hate the idea of this. I don't hate the idea of Xylee doing something that may show a different side of her culture sure. and has a reason for them talking. But this is a, the way this happened, this was already a heated rivalry. I mean, they've been in each other's faces. They were beating up security. They were had to get pulled apart. I felt like this was something that should have happened. If they were going to do this, should have happened a few weeks ago before we got to this heated point in the, in everything. And I agree with these. I feel like it went a little long. Um, and it was a warrior tea party. But I, I, it's, it's a, it's a bummer because I think if, if you had told me they were going to try something like this, like, like if I was a producer and they said, this is something we're going to do, I'd be like, this could be pretty cool. Like something that we're doing. that's a little different. We haven't seen it before. Uh, so I wanted it to be successful. I just, I, I agree. I felt like I was a little bored by the end of it as opposed but to they have tried. Fun. And I talked about this last night. They have tried so many characters with Sia Lee. Then doing all of these things just don't make any sense. Every incarnation of Sia Lee we have seen is a different person. We don't know how she is as a character. So throwing these random segments out there to see which one sticks, it's not going to help her. And she was somebody different in NXT. She was somebody different when she first debuted on SmackDown. She's somebody different now on Raw. There's a reason why people are not connecting with Sialis because you have presented her in a whole different packaging every single time. So these segments make no sense to who you told us she is for like the last couple of years. And, and I'll who go is the landlord? Further. Yes, who is the landlord? But let me go a step further with this. They spent a lot of money in production value on that animated comic, on the effects with her entrance. And this warrior tea party, not a bad concept, but they should have found, like, where can we find, like, an extravagant garden outside? Where can we find something? Like, this this, this went from blockbuster production to direct-to-video production tonight, which doesn't help Xia Lee in this latest repackage. It didn't help Lyra either. I, no. I, I almost would have rather seen Xia Lee go on to this, like, tea get together with somebody that inspires her to give her some some words of encouragement and then she goes and find lyra like it just it just didn't click that's all yeah well not we, everything has to work right so this no but this work. but for for lyra's sake it does have to work because again we've had so many women get that championship and then it peters out and they're on to the next one like if they want this to work put some effort behind it 
And she would have won the title from somebody in NXT, but it's coming from Becky, Becky Lynch. Like, your expectations are up here, and they should have known that's what they were going into when they chose her as the person to take that belt off of Becky. And maybe Zaylee could have said tonight, so Lyra, um, did your parents or grandparents ever own any properties in the Pacific Rim? Just asking. And- <laughs> And how do we feel about Becky just moving on and not even like really acknowledging the loss of this title? I'm actually okay because, with that. Yeah, but then it just doesn't feel like it mattered. Uh, I think it's on. It's not on Becky at this point to make it feel like it mattered. I think she she made Lyra look pretty good in this situation. I, I can't I can't put it on Becky at this point. I like uh, Zaya's new makeup though. I like I like Zaya's look. I think that's pretty agreed. Cool. Well, someone who wasn't wearing any makeup was Braun Breaker, as he was cutting a promo and Dijak come oh, in, and they get heated. The Breaker was too fresh. He can't but, put makeup But, but he made a retribution reference. reference. He made a retribution yeah, reference. Did. These two guys, uh, Glenn, these are two guys I, I want to see have a match because they're both just guys who wreck things, and I want to see them just try to destroy each other. Braun Breaker needs to get the hell out of NXT. This is just sad at this point. He's been there too long. It's like, dude, you should have graduated already. Go to summer school, get your credits, get your diploma. What like, if Ron Breaker is trying to break Aliyah's record? <laughs> it's gonna take a long time. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I think I, I I think it's time for him to get called. I have a feeling they're waiting for like a Royal Rumble or something like that for him. What would you do with Ron Breaker if you brought him up right now? I would have him have a feud with someone he could beat. Who? You know. Uh, it could be the Alpha Academy. It could be depending but on what brand he's on. It could so be with. How uh, is that gonna make a difference? It could be with LWO, so a team he could he could have a rivalry with. And, just saying that because they always lose. I see. Now you're trying. That's to get that's personal. the point. You put him up there so he can beat some people, get some momentum going. Because uh, you can't put him in like you know he's not gonna beat Gunther his first match. You know you don't want to. He's not gonna that. win a championship right now. So why bring him up? No one's winning a championship right now. All of the titles Correct. are on lock. All the right. men's singles house and the fact that I'm it's kind of boring because I don't believe anything's gonna happen in any of these championship matches. Correct. So, so maybe bring him up is not the right. I do agree with Jacqueline. The Royal Rumble is enough time to start thinking creatively how can we build Brown Breaker to be believable? Because I do like him. I think he's great. I think Brown Breaker might not look as intimidating in the main roster as he does in NXT, and I'm worried about that. So it all depends on who you put him on those first couple of feuds, I guess. Yeah. Well, someone he may have a feud with, if he does get into the Iron Survivor, is Trick Williams, because he just beat Joe Coffey in an Iron Survivor qualifier match. Um, So first off, Trick and Carmelo Hayes, they agree they're all good, everything's fine, nothing to worry about between them. Um, And they kind of brush over it pretty quickly. We get to the match, and the story here is uh, Carmelo Hayes is trying to help Trick Williams, but he's doing a kind of a bad job of it. I mean, he pulls down Wolfgang at the time that causes Trick to go over the top rope. He gets out of the way when Coffee dives, but it just causes Trick, or yeah, Trick to take the shot all on his own. Uh, now, Trick Williams is going to the Iron Survivor match, which I think is great, but Issa, are things really cool in trick mellow gang no no and i like i i am okay with them th- are you okay Glenn? yeah i'm sorry just wait that was phrased just very it tickled me 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think they're okay. I think they're faking to be okay for the time being. And I like the slow burn in this story. I do. I'm enjoying it because I didn't necessarily want to see them broken up to begin with. I just wanted to see them shine individually. Um, but I'm excited for Trick's future. I think Trick's got it, and I did want to see him away from Melo. So as much as I'm enjoying the slow burn, I do hope that we eventually see them. Kind of like, I don't know if we're going to have a field or not. I think that it's a way to keep them in NXT for a little bit longer if you don't have anything from them on the main roster. But my God, Trick Williams oozes it factor. So don't don't let it go away because so does Melo. So as much as I like them together, I do think they don't shine as bright when they're together. I do think that they're better off apart. And mm, I love them, really? but I, I do. I think they can shine I think they take away from each other when they're together. I do. I think they shine in their own individual way. Let them go be on their own. It's like the movie Hancock. They just bring yeah, I thought they were great phone. when when Trick was going after the North American title and and, and Melo was going after the main title. You should be ashamed oh, of yourself, Glenn. That was the plot. That, sorry, spoiler for people that haven't seen Hancock. Spoiler for people who've been waiting to watch Hancock. I don't remember the plot it, because I only watched it when it came out. They have to stay apart or else they bring each other down. Wasn't he like a drunk superhero? Yeah, but the, the, it took a swerve halfway through with Charlize Theron and it turned out like they were in love. But if they were near each other, they like they're both immortals. And if they were near each other, like they were bad luck. They like. Do you think that like, he was like yeah. being beaten up by Jada then, or do you think? That let's save this for the uh, the Hancock retrospective podcast. Uh, for now, uh, Glenn, uh, do you I, now? Issa said some pretty pretty big things. She thinks Trick and Carmelo are better off apart. One, do you agree? And two, I want to hear you wax poetic about how I, mean, I think Trick and Carmelo Hayes best story in WWE right now across all brands. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, what was the question again? Versus, just, do you think that they are better off apart? And two, oh. what are your thoughts on just the overall story? I think as a story, my intrigue is what's going on with Mello and Trick over all other stories in WWE. I think that that's the money story that hasn't, that's been teased but not acted on yet. Yeah. So you know? do you think they're better off apart? Do you think they should just go their separate ways? <sighs> they have to have the feud first. Who wins? Should they just get to it? Should they just have it happen, or do you want to see them drag it out a little bit? Um, I mean, I think Trick stays in NXT, but I think that's Carmelo's exit. But I, th- I think this could be a decent six to twelve week story. So you want it to be done like after Iron, whatever the Iron, what's after Iron or? Uh, I call that show Iron Survivor. It's just called the show Iron Survivor, but uh, yes. uh, Deadline, whatever the one after Deadline is. Yeah. Whatever uh, the one after Deadline. Was that In Your House? Is that what we're due for? I can never, I can never, uh, I can never remember. Uh, but uh, showing up to the chat. Oh, Jack, Jack Stallings, what's man, up? Good to see you. It says, so Cobra Kai, new season soon. The end. Uh, we move over. Speaking of of gangs that like to fight out the mud, face the brawling brutes. A uh, good, hard hitting brawl, but the brawling brutes got the dub. Issa, are out the mud doing anything for you? 
Yes, but them losing when they finally get in the ring is not really backing up what they talk. Do you think they need to start getting wins, or do you think they need to do something different? If if they if they started winning, would that be the complete package for you, or do you want to see anything else from them? More streets, uh, video packages, and more scripts doing, explaining. Yeah, more definitely more scripts. Do you, uh, Glenn? What do you want from scripts? Well. I enjoy that every time Scripps has a mic, he has to explain that his name, they've called him Scripps his entire life, and that Reggie and the mask and everything was him trying to play the game, but now this is really him. I, you know, I'm going to echo uh, Tim here, who says their manager isn't believable. I like the group. I like Scripps being the manager. I feel like I need Scripps to do something or say something that explains to me why these two massive guys are doing everything he says. Like, he needs to show me how street he is that makes these two killers because he's go... he's paying them. He's got them. He's got something on them, right? It's but then that makes him look, seem like a loser. He's paying these guys to hang out with him? Like, the, the boss no, of the gang needs them. to be... He's got something on them. The boss of the gang needs to be the meanest and the, the most scary of the three. That's why the other two listen to him. He hasn't... I need to see him do something that makes me go... Oh, Scripps is the crazy one. That's, That's why they listen. That's I not mean, how it works. It's almost like when you're in a corporate world and the rich CEO walks in in, in little jogging sweatpants and a t-shirt like that, that. You know what I mean? Like this is, I, I, I don't mind Scripps. I need the them CEO's to The CEO the craziest phone. person. Have you seen Succession? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, true. I mean. Oh, no, I don't watch that show. Wait, oh, you, you enjoy it. Just pretend it's the McMahon family and it's much more entertaining. No, I um, get that, but I mean yeah. like dealing with real, like I, like dealing with crazy corporate New York City. I am yes. telling you right now, the person that's in charge of everything looks like they're the least in charge of well, everything when they walk into the room. As Baby Ice is Usually out, the ones that are trying, the ones that are trying to look like they're running everything are tryhards. Like, I'll shut up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> But as Baby I says in the chat, Easy E was the smallest gangster in LA. Scripps is fine. I'm not saying his size yeah, is the problem. Agreed. I'm saying Thank you. he needs to do something that tells me why these two guys are listening to him as opposed to them saying, hey, Scripps, you do what we say. Hmm. That's, that's what I want to see. I want Scripps to do something that makes me go, oh, he's the crazy one. The Joker was the craziest one. That's why all the bad guys listened to him, not because they trusted their dental plan and like, HR benefits packages with him. Uh, I want to see him do something crazy. You know, um, want to give a shout out to Sheed Black in the chat for the super chat. Thank you so oh, yeah. much. Uh, there's no comment there, Sheed. So if you want to add something, just uh, I mean, throw it out and I'll make sure we say it for you. Scripps is proving himself, though, to be so connected. And the fact that at the moment, listen to him, I'm a little paranoid about all the fun I poked at Scripps for all that time and the voice and the videos. You I mean, I thought Scripps was just a fun-loving masked vigilante. No, um, no. But you know, now he's he's. We're now we're seeing the real Scripps, and he's a dangerous yeah. man. One one person who we're seeing the real side of right now is Joe Gacy. Says no one knows him, and maybe it's time to let go. Glenn, you're laughing. Uh, yeah, I, I like Joe Gacy, and I thought that he actually delivered this well. I'm a little. I don't know how I feel about what felt like uh am i gonna kill myself 
promo. Jeez. <laughs> I don't think it was, like, I don't think NXT was going there. It, it literally made point. it look like he was yeah. about to jump off the building and he threw his phone off to like simulate that. Well, he wasn't in the grassy knoll again, at least. I mean, you know, this is like, Joe Gacy we're talking about here. Um, oh and God. here's the thing. Yeah, Joe, I love you. We're probably related given your shoot last name and my name. Uh, we look we look like we could be related. But bro, like just get a little foundation or cover up that dot on your nose distracted the hell out of me and make sure the nose rings straight if you're going to be that close up. Oh my That's god, all I'm saying, thank brother. You. This guy is telling you that he's unstable, he's sick of people judging him and the first thing you guys do is dive in and judge him. I'm how, telling him I'm just I want Joe you. to be the best Joe. How dare you? know, I, Joe Gacy, I think you are the best Joe. And I am here in the world, for you, pal. Over Best Joe Budin, Joe, in the Joe world. Biden, Joe Cool. <laughs> well, Joe Cool is pretty tough to beat. But <laughs> Joe and Noah. <laughs> uh, Issa, are you team Joe Gacy? No. Is it because he kidnapped Rick Steiner? It's because of that dot on his nose. You guys just so. It was distracting. It was highly distracting, Look, and I agree with you. Straighten up your nose ring. If you're going to get the piercing, fix it. Like, Joe, you're be, a handsome man. You're a handsome man, Joe. So, You've got those Rubenstein jeans. So so shallow. So, But oh. I'm just saying, you're on national television. You're on the same network that airs Chucky the Series and Barmageddon. Be the best you, man. What is Barmageddon? Uh, <laughs> Barmageddon. It was what on isn't after. Barmageddon? Uh, with uh, with uh, uh, Nikki Garcia, which they let her change, use her shoot last name, which was nice. Um, it's just bar games. It came on immediately after NXT. I watched five minutes of it and said, this is not for me. Um, well, yeah. she'd, she'd black with the uh, super chat saying, Glenn, you stayed on scripts and Uncle Howdy. LOL. I love scripts and Uncle Howdy, Glenn. That was an era of the podcast I will never, ever forget. <laughs> I just, it just takes the inspiration when I start doing voices and characters on the podcast. That's when you you know something has has truly tickled me. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Joe Gacy. What I, what I want to know, I think Joe's going to be okay. When he was going through some stuff, but what's next for Ava Rain? That's the question we should all be speculating. Well, she talked to Shawn Michaels and someone else who apparently talked to Shawn Michaels was Ariana Grace and Gigi Dolan because after their little scuffle backstage, they had a match. Story of this one is positive Ariana Grace used the ropes, got caught, and then lost the match. Uh, Issa, I feel like if I, when I'm looking at wrestlers and I, I look at Ariana Grace, I'm saying to myself, she's positive. She loves everyone, wants to help everyone out, but not afraid to cheat to win. Ariana Grace is my spirit animal. She's great. <laughs> yeah, I love her. I love her. I love the gimmick. I love everything about her. Um, I mean, I don't know that I like her Lucy, but she's just getting started. We're just like starting to see this character. I would like to see her get a win here or there. She got one win in the breakout tournament, but then she went on to lose and now seeing her lose here. Character wise, I'm here for it. I enjoy every time she comes onto the screen, she gets my attention. So that's something. But Next year at Halloween Havoc, whoever is feuding with her needs to pull a carry and drop blood on her in that getup. What are Glenn? You're a you're a you Vegas guy now. Right now. Uh, Glenn, you're a Vegas guy now. What are Vegas odds that 
next Halloween Havoc, Ariana Grace is the one that ends up in the haunted house. That'd be pretty dope. Every year, someone is in the haunted house. I feel like it's going to be Ariana Grace. She's got a bright future in NXT. But they have to script her and make her think she's going to some beauty pageant. And then she gets there and it's like a haunted house. Oh my God, it will be amazing. This gimmick is so simple, but so just wonderful. So full of potential. She's crushing it. But so much to the point, I was shocked that Gigi Dolan won tonight. Because I'm like, Gigi is probably out of there soon. Um, She's going to take the L, get called up. Especially with how they booked her lately. So I was shocked when Gigi Dolan won. I do say we ha- they have to be very careful about putting too many losses on one person. But I actually think Ariana Grace losing was better for her character. Because her losing yeah. and still being like waving and stuff afterwards, I think, was a better s- story beat for that character than her just winning and doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That's a great way to look at it. I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. I don't think she looked any worse in defeat, but I would like to see her get some wins. You do got to be careful of the. I, I love Dolph Ziggler, but I always use him as the example of like you got to be careful if you hang too many losses right. on someone. It doesn't matter how good they are; they eventually they'll become, become Kurt Hawkins. Person. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll happen. <laughs> My only gripe with Ariana Grace is, and maybe this is intentional, is it is so close to Ariana Grande. And I worry that I know I always get it confused. You're absolutely right. Part of it, though, and that's happened before. They've done that before with naming. I mean, come on. How many times it took a while to get used to saying Apollo Cruz and not Apollo Creed? That's true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm not saying this on purpose. purpose. It'll be fine, but I want to complain. That's what I guess. We need more of that, though. Where's uh, where's the NXT wrestler that we call, you know, an Irish wrestler that we call Mick Jagger, MC Jagger? They you had know, a, need... they had a Jagger. He was in yeah. Schism. But if you've been Mick Jagger, think about uh, how much more that would have taken off. Jax in the chat oh, saying, seen this podcast, Gigantic Pop, if interested, fans. Thank uh, you. Uh, great show with uh, Raj Geary, Matt Morgan, and some other guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we also, uh, real quick, because uh, we are getting a little long here, uh, Von Wagner, Robert Stone, video packages. Point. Uh, Issa, what are your thoughts on this Von Wagner, Robert Stone story? It feels like a telenovela. Also, in a good way or a bad Wagner, way? In a bad way. Where is Von Wagner's scar? Like, he wore the head wrap for days, and he has no scar. He had, a scar, scar? He had a scar when he had the match with uh, Braun. Where was it tonight? Did we see it tonight? He had his hair down. I don't think you could see it. Oh, whatever. Uh, uh Glenn, I love, I like the idea of this story. I like what they were doing. Were. I am starting to get to the point where I'm like, I'm ready for them to move on to the, the matches side of this. Story. Yes. Uh, any thoughts on it? I, I, we don't need to have a big breakdown, but just to cover it. I mean, Von Wagner's one of those guys where it seemed like, I mean, he had some main roster appearances. It seemed like he was going to get called up. It's just, it's starting to get a little weird in NXT, how they're keeping these guys around, keeping them on TV. Clearly there's bigger plans for them in the grand scheme of things. But it's uh, it's part of the reason why NXT is still my favorite show in all of professional wrestling. But it's a this is a very weird era of NXT, uh, mm-hmm. very weird. So I don't know with this Vaughn and Robert Stone bromance though. I like that. That was kind of nice tonight to see that. Uh, we we move on to uh, Eddie Thorpe is getting interviewed, telling us why yeah. he hasn't been on TV for a while. Um, Nobody and then- asked though. Who asked for this? Literally, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell asked him, but uh, you know what the I mean. Gulak brothers, Relax. that's the not Gulak what I meant. I meant they who is saying up. where is Jack Thorpe? Nobody. 
I, I'm a huge Eddie Thorpe fan. We're he's a DJ. Jack so, Thorpe. Jack Thorpe. I, <laughs> I, I wish. Uh, the, um, but uh, I'm a big Eddie Thorpe fan, and so I'm glad he's back. But it looks like he's going to have a match with Gulak uh, or one of the guys from that crew, probably uh, uh, Dempsey. Uh, Glenn, that's probably going to be an Iron Survivor match, correct? Or a qualifier? Uh, maybe. I mean, Thorpe has put on some really intense, good matches thus far. I think he has a bright future in NXT. Yeah, I mean, he's part of the reason why we got to get some of these fifth-year seniors out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, call them up to the main roster. They've done their time. Let them graduate. Thorpe, I think, is a future NXT champion. I, I think he definitely has all the tools. And I think, Issa, um, I, I, real quick, your thoughts on this. But I, I do think that Thorpe is has the kind of character that is a little bit more nuanced. And I think once he like nails it down, it's going to be something that he can carry into the main roster and for a very long time. Um, but what say you, Issa? You're, you're done with him? No, it's, he'll be fine. Um, as we go on to, uh, we, we wrap it up with the final part of the show. First off, uh, Dom Mysterio and Baron Corbin, they agree that Wesley is just the worst. Uh, Alexis King says mission accomplished, but doesn't exactly admit to attacking Trick Williams. Uh, Wesley and Ilya Dragunov say they're cool, but Wesley has something on his mind other than the NXT title. Get to the match uh, with the main event. It's a good one. Uh, it ends with Dominic Mysterio getting involved. Uh, the distraction asks Corbin to get the win after the match. Corbin attacks Wesley. Dragunov comes out. He eats an end of days for his trouble and then challenges Baron Corbin uh, for the NXT title, even though uh, Dragunov has the title. Issa, the end of days is a move that looks so difficult to do, but for some, I want you to just talk to me about how Baron Corbin makes that move look so effortless and like he can hit it out of nowhere. I've never been shy about how much I love the end of days. One of my favorite current finishers in WWE. Um, I even had a conversation with Baron Corbin about how crappy it is that Drew McIntyre is the only person that got to kick out of it because it was so protected. That was and his real heel turn. For the record. I agreed. For the <laughs> record, Baron Corbin said he agreed with me that it is bullshit that Drew McIntyre got to kick out of it. But I love seeing the end of days. It's just like you said, it's it's got everything for like if it was like making of a finisher, that's a finisher that you will create, right? Like mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere, looks difficult, looks like you shouldn't get out of it. Like it's perfect. So I love seeing it everywhere tonight. And I'm here for Baron Corbin and Dragonov. Dare I say, I'm here for Corbin to freaking win the NXT title. I think he needs to uh finish the story. <laughs> Yeah, that that end of days, like, like if you explained it to me, like, yeah, you grab him, you lean forward, they kick their feet up, and then you reverse momentum and bring him face first. Like, that sounds so difficult, man. But the way he snapped it on both Wesley and on Dragunov yeah. was like, whoa, that literally now, came Becky, out of nowhere. Now, Becky Lynch, end of days, lives rent-free on my head. I think uh. about it multiple times a day, every day. Uh, did, did Roman Reigns kick out of the end of days when Aaron Corbin? Shut up, Glenn. Nobody him? brought this up. What are you talking about? Corbin did beat. Corbin was the last person to have a pin on Roman Reigns before Jey Uso. Uh, Glenn, I wish let's... that I wish the field wasn't as crappy as it was. Yeah, we let's, let's, let's yeah the dog, dog food, food and. But well, yeah, and they had an amazing uh, 
I think it was a, I don't know if it was a false count anywhere or last man standing. Yeah. I can't remember, but at the Royal Rumble back in 2020, they had an incredible match. They fought all over Minute Maid Stadium. Yeah. I think Corbin is so underrated. Yes, he so he's great. I, I, I love seeing what he's doing in NXT and I love seeing what seeing him there be involved in like an important match. Because at Corbin the beginning, and Dominic. matches. Yeah. Yeah, Corbin Glenn, I want to talk to you about, uh, I want you to talk about Baron Corbin a little bit here because we talk about underrated. I was watching him tonight and I was thinking, is there anyone better than Baron Corbin at going to any level of the card and being great at it? Whether he, I mean, he was, we just talked about how he had a rivalry with, uh, with Roman Reigns, right? We're talking mm -hmm. about it today. He, then he also, he's in NXT. Rivalries are great. Like you can put him anywhere and it feels like he fits right in and he crushes it. And I don't remember anyone who yeah. has been able to do that at that level. And every time like, no, this is great. It doesn't feel like he's coming down to someone's level. It doesn't feel like he's getting raised up to someone level. It just feels like, oh, he belongs right where he's at. And uh bumass Corbin, top 10, if not top five wrestling storylines. Amazing story. I still miss it. And him and Dominic Mysterio backstage was like, ooh, give me more of this. Yeah. I Two think heels it. doing heel shit. Well, you, let's 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 raise the stakes, Glenn. Also, Lexus King. Is it possible yeah. <laughs> Baron Corbin may have a little group forming? Ooh. The lone wolf. Taking on other wolves, but not Los Lobos Locos. Interesting. The lone wolf pack. Yes. Actually, the Lone Wolf Pack is an amazing faction name. Yeah. <laughs> Credit to you, Jack. Uh, Lexus King, was that a beard or a Snapchat filter? Uh, like that, no one will ever know. <laughs> that was that chin strap tonight was so, like distracting, more distracting than Joe Gacy's spot and crooked nose ring. Um, I could not take my eyes off Lexus King's sculptured, uh, manicured beard that was quite honestly creeping me out. He's going to the same beer barber as Braun Breaker. You know, when I first saw the beard, I was like, oh, of Lexus King, I was like, oh, this isn't good. But now, because of what it is, it's almost so bad. It, it, it's giving me, it's it's giving Hollywood Hogan. You know, <laughs> like, I, I, it's so bad, but now I'm like, it's so bad. I love it. Like, you got it. Yeah, it's so it. obnoxious. Um <laughs> We'll see, though. Uh, but I thought this was a good interaction. And I enjoyed uh, the match that we got tonight of uh, Wesley and Corbin. Wesley, I love him doing that flip outside and landing on his feet. That was incredible. Yeah. Uh, lots of good stuff in that main event there. Lots of good stuff. This was a fun show. I say every week, I think if you're a fan of wrestling and you like the variety aspect of what pro wrestling is, NXT just delivers every the single The best. Time. The most entertaining show in all of professional wrestling. Yeah, it's it's just so consistently good. Like I said, you'll get comedy, you'll get great wrestling, you'll get stories, you get it all. Um, you'll get tea time. You'll get an amazing tea. I'm more an Earl Grey guy, but okay. Uh, warrior tea. It was warrior tea. Earl Grey is the only tea I know the name of. So wait, really? <laughs> yeah. English breakfast, green tea. I never had tea. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. What? <laughs> like there's, there's chai, chai tea i know chai, yeah, chai well chai is well, a tea so you're really that's like saying atm machine like chai is tea uh but wait isa you've never had iced tea before you never had sweet tea no i've never had any kind of tea in the oh my god you're missing out tea. yeah chamomile this is like an enzo promo chamomile how you doing earl gray how you doing english breakfast how you doing lemongrass how you doing 
Arizona. I know, I know T. I just don't know it off the top of my head. But wait, in but case, Issa, wait, hold on a second, Jackie. This means Issa's missing out on one of the greatest drinks ever invented, which is the Arnold Palmer, which is half iced tea, half lemonade in the same glass. It's a beautiful thing. I'm okay. Glenn, everyone knows the greatest drink ever made is a Yoo-Hoo. Now let's move on. <laughs> I'm hot <laughs> Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> So, uh, as we wrap up the show, I want to thank everyone for joining us. But before we get out of here, Isa, where can the world find you online? And what were your overall thoughts of this week's event? Um, I thought it has some hit and it has some misses, but as always, enjoyable. NXT is always enjoyable. And people can find me at NYC Demon Diva across all platforms. And social media platforms. Yeah, you do a great watch along. Everyone should tune into that. Uh, but Glenn, where can we'll find you and what were your overall thoughts of the show? Uh, interesting time for NXT. I feel like I'm critiquing it more lately. It still has its highs, but there's a lot of stuff going on where I'm just kind of like, huh, what's up with that? Um, but I'm sure it's going to find its way. It's still an entertaining show. You can find me online at Glenn Rubenson and check out Gigantic Pop that I'm doing with Raj Geary and Matt Morgan. It's a fun show. We talked about the 8-bit NES this week and the best Nintendo games of all time. Oh, the old 8-bit NES. How you ruined my day after playing for a long time and then the game freezing up. Uh, but uh, that does it for us. Again, thank you to everyone, whether you are lurking. Thanks for hanging out, whether you're Alicia or KOD669, CJ, Jared, Tornado, Anthony Why? Thanks for coming back. Absolutely. Uh, uh, thank you to everyone who joins. Flobo Boys, appreciate you coming in. Uh, Wrestling Inc., uh, correspondent Flobo Voice. Appreciate you being here. You can find me Flobo. at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, I thought it was a great show tonight. I think NXT... Absolutely. Uh, I feel like anytime there's something I don't like about NXT, it's it's because they were swinging for the fences, which is what I prefer they, they do anyway. So, they try. Yeah, I, go, I maybe didn't like it, but I get it. I get what they were trying for, but that does it for us. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all your latest wrestling news. And make sure to check out the AEW Dynamite after show Please. tomorrow right here, wherever you're checking this out, I guess. See you next time. Take care.